Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan. And as we said, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Live from the Lakeland University studios, offering evening and online master's programs. Learn more at lakeland.edu slash get started. That's lakeland.edu slash get started. If you missed anything earlier on the Wendy's Big Show, Tim Allen was on. Of course, catch him after the last pitch. You always make the switch, and you will do so again tonight after... Brewers and Cardinals. Follow him on Twitter at Tim Allen Rants. We had Tyler Dunn on, golongtd.com. Uh, also talked with Jim Paschke, uh, the retired Bucks play-by-play announcer and legend. All three of those guys joined us earlier in the show. Check all of that out at bigshownetwork.com. Bigshownetwork.com. You can also download and listen to it uh, back on Odyssey's app. Download that today, A-U-D-A-C-Y. We're going to hear from Craig Council. He talked before uh, just uh, when did he talk? I don't know, hour or so ago uh, to the assembled media. We have that. So we'll play Craig Council's uh, pregame presser for you coming up here in about 15 minutes or so. Then Bart Winkler will join us. He's been the person down at American Family Field uh, since he got off the show at 10 o'clock, went straight down there, and he's the one that sent us back David Stearns and Craig Council. Uh, so he'll join us coming up here uh, in about one half hour. And then, of course, Rami Makhlouf will come in. Uh, we'll see what he has to say uh, today coming up on his show at 3 o'clock. But to start off Sparky's Midday Madness, if if you have lived in different uh, parts of the state or different areas of the state, welcome your calls. Um, but I have uh, a guy who has lived in other areas of the state and Adam Roberts, who is uh, our executive producer. And we brought him in from ESPN lacrosse uh, months ago uh, and has been a great asset uh, to uh, the Wendy's Big Show and the Madness and to WSSP and so forth. And we're all very happy to have him. Um, and I'm going to pick his brain now while on the radio about something that came up earlier in the show. Earlier on, when we were talking with Tim Allen during the Wendy's Big Show, uh, Gary and I were talking with Tim about it being the home opener. And one of the questions was, is home opener less special to you when it happens a week after the season starts? I think it is. Um, Gary and Tim disagree. Fine. But as we were talking, it, it led into the whole, oh, around the state of Wisconsin, you know, Brewers fans are going crazy today because it's opening day in Milwaukee. And I was just like, I, I don't really know. I, I don't know. I don't think I necessarily agree one way or the other. I, I remember back years ago when I was filling in for uh, Bill Michaels, 
Uh, and I was doing the statewide show. And it was like the first time maybe that I did the statewide show. And I brought up, we were talking about the Bucks, And I said, hey, listen, if you live in different parts of the state, I want to know how popular the Bucks are where you live. Like, are they out in the bars when you go out to the bars? Are they out in the restaurants? Are you guys like having parties and watching the Bucks in the playoffs? Like, how big of a deal is it? And back then, now this was before, you know, Giannis exploded and so forth. It was still on the earlier years of Giannis first, yeah, probably like four years into Giannis's career, or whatever. And people were calling in and saying, Hey man, I live in X uh, city or whatever the case may be. And they have tractor pulls on TV up here. Uh, I live in X city and they have monster jam on and they won't turn the bucks game on if monster jam is on for monster trucks. I love monster jam. Don't get me wrong. But I was hearing all of these horror stories well, I considered it a horror story as a huge Bucks fan from around the state of Wisconsin, from people simply just not really caring about the Bucks. And where there were Bucks fans, they couldn't get Bucks games on on the bars and restaurants in their area of the state. And we never really got into it one way or the other about the Brewers and how big that is. I think the general assumption is this. I think the assumption is, before we learn the reality when we talk to Adam here, and I don't know what the reality is, I don't know what Adam is is going to say. Just behind the curtain, I have no idea how he's gonna what he's gonna say when he gets his turn. But I think the the assumption by Brewers fans here in southeastern Wisconsin is that the Brewers are beloved everywhere in the state. People come on buses from all over the state of Wisconsin. Like this is a state team now. You know, we're getting close, maybe not to the same level as the Packers, but we're getting to that point where Brewers fever is just kind of like the Packers, right? It's That's something that people just love around the state is Brewers baseball because they put a roof on it, as Robbie McLaughlin would say, right? So now, before, when it was County Stadium, having me lots, you know, you have tickets for a game, you're all excited to go, and then it rains out at County Stadium, and now you're not seeing baseball. And if you're coming in a group outing from Lacrosse, where Adam is coming from, or Wausau or Green Bay or wherever, you come all the way down here, spend all that money to rent a bus and everything else, and now it's raining and you wasted your trip down here and wasted your hotel night stay and everything else because it rained for a couple of days, you get to see no baseball. That gets demoralizing. And eventually people just stop coming. It's like, well, I'm not going to spend all this money to go down there and then I even get to see a game. And I don't think it was even about the fact that the team was good or not good. It was just the fact of, there was no guarantee we were going to see a baseball game and they were done wasting money. Then they put the roof on it. And now obviously group sales have taken off through the roof or had prior to COVID uh, with Brewers baseball. So I, I, I want to now check in here with, uh, since it is the home opener and Gary and Tim say that they think this is big all over the state of Wisconsin, which I don't. Uh, I wanted to see what Adam can tell me uh, about lacrosse and his time out there working at ESPN lacrosse. Now, first things first, Adam Roberts, how long were you out there for? So uh, I lived lived in lacrosse for ten years. Okay, so that's a good amount of time. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's a I, to me. If you disagree, feel free to call in. A decade is more than enough time to make an accurate assessment about how a city reacts to different things and so forth. You have more than enough information and intel to talk about this. Okay, so let's talk about when you first got to lacrosse at the beginning versus how lacrosse was now when you just left. As far as how Brewers baseball. Uh, was accepted or the fandom of Brewers baseball in lacrosse from the time you got there to the time you left? So a little bit of my origin story, if you will. Sure. Uh, my first job on air 
in radio. I'd had jobs doing um, smaller radio things before that. I worked at WMDC in Mayville, sure. TCX in Fond du Lac, shout out Bart Winkler, uh, and a few other small odds and ends here and there. But my first on-air job I ever worked was for a company called Midwest Family. Oh, yeah. That's their name now. It was Midwest Family yeah. Broadcasting. They've rebranded a bit. I was a DJ on Z93, pop radio station. Uh, I hated it. I hated working for pop radio, but all the time we would hear, I would hear the radio ads for radioplusstore.com selling buses to go to Brewers games. Now, they also did uh, buses to Bucks games and buses to Packer games. The tickets for the Packer buses would sell out so fast, it was mind-boggling. So you got a ticket to the game. You got to go on the bus. Mm-hmm. Was there tailgating and food and all you of can, that along with it? You can eat and drink on the bus. Like you could bring along your cooler. Sure. So yeah, you could uh, tailgate as okay. well. Now for Bucks and for Bucks games, yeah, like you, you can't. Right Packers, Packers and Brewers, and Brewers you could. yes, you could. Okay. And they would usually make that a key focal point in the ad. Like, hey, should. come along. We're going to have beer. We're going to have right. brats. We're going to do the whole thing. So for Packers games, they would sell out so quickly it, it boggled the mind. And they did a few Vikings games, too, because you're kind of right in the a middle lot, there. Are there are a lot of Vikings fans in lacrosse, right? A, a fair amount. They usually, like I have said multiple times on this station, usually only come out when they're, you know, 13-3, and 12-4, and four, My whatever. future brother-in-law lives in lacrosse, and he is a huge Vikings fan. That's fair. Yeah. There are quite a few of them. Okay, go ahead. When you can find them. Anyway, the Brewers ones obviously didn't sell as well as the Packers ones, but I mean that's like comparing New York City to Providence, Rhode Island for size. Like it's just not the same thing. Right. But they still would have plenty of people going. I think not as much in the spring, just because even though you have a roof on it, you're still going to be out in the elements when you tailgate. And I think people would prefer to tailgate in July than on April 14th sure. when we have 50 mile an hour winds. But as far as the fandom when I arrived. I mean, it was just as strong in 2012 as it is in 2021. Even now, remember 2012. It was the year, was the year after, after they the made NLCS. their run, right? Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of a shot in the arm, if you will. Fielder, Braun, all that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as of last year, and I moved here to the Milwaukee area in November. It was still just as uh, they were. Now, of course, that was right after the nonsense in the playoffs last season. So people were just like, "Okay, we're putting it away." It's Packer time now, which I will say I did always notice that once the Brewers were done, that was the last time you would hear about the Brewers. Like when I worked at ESP on the cross, that was the last time we talked to Brewers baseball Until for spring training. Yeah. I mean, it was react to the loss and then, okay, now what's coming up this Sunday. Okay. So home opener is today in Milwaukee, right? So what do we think the rest of the state looks like right now? Do we think this afternoon at 4 o'clock, the game starts at 4.14, do we think this afternoon at 4 o'clock that bars around the state of Wisconsin are all going to be having their own little shindig and special home opener bar parties and everything else going on around the state for Brewers and Cardinals today? Or do we think there's probably not much going on around the state today for this? There'll be people out watching the game, but nothing special like what we're going to see around here. Well, I can tell you this much. I don't think anyone in lacrosse gives a crap about 414 day. That Thank means you. nothing to them. I, it's, I agree. I, I don't think anybody gives a crap about 414 day in Green Bay or Wausau or Eau Claire or anywhere else. And again, this is about Milwaukee and Milwaukee focused. And the Brewers, when they first got the new owner in here, Mark, when Mark came in, Rick Schlesinger was already there. He was a Doug Melvin hire, or when he's the league preem. So they were there already, and their goal was, from the jump, 
listen, we got to make this a statewide team again, right? We've got to make it so everybody around the state wants to feels like they're a part of Brewers baseball. So, for instance, you have your five county uh, discount games, right? The five county tax games that they had for what a decade and however long it was that tax went on for, um, and. If you're part of the five county tax, you got discounted on tickets and all this other stuff. Well, which is fine because those are the guys, the taxpayers paying the money. But to a degree, that eliminates some of the other cities and counties around the area. Like I've never heard of um, Wausau Day or Eau Claire Day or Lacrosse Day or Green Bay Day. Like that is to me. Maybe I'm nuts. To me, that's a huge huge blown opportunity, right? I mean, you literally could to could aim towards um, even maybe two days or one, maybe it's just Saturday, right? Where you get a deal put together uh, for a Saturday night game. You get hotels to work with the brewers for the people that want to come down. You have ticket special for those, let's say it's, let's say it's lacrosse day on a Saturday. You get a ticket special for people just from lacrosse. You work with a couple of hotels downtown to have discounted rates for people coming in with Brewers uh, tickets from lacrosse. And it's a Saturday night game. They get hotels all lined up downtown Milwaukee on Saturday night. They come to the game. They get to stay at the hotel on Saturday night. And then, you know, you can catch a Sunday afternoon game or go back Sunday morning and focus different days throughout the year. And it would have to be like Saturday night games. For different cities around the state, Lacrosse, uh, you know, uh, Green Bay, uh, Wausau, Eau Claire, that type of stuff. I have to actually interject because I totally forgot about this, but there is actually a Lacrosse Day at American Family Field. Oh? I totally forgot about really? this. Yeah. Uh, Dan Diker is a guy I used to work with in lacrosse. He does a lot of stuff for um, the stock car racing out there, okay. lacrosse fa- Fairground Speedway, shout out. Yep. Um, but yeah, he uh, would help coordinate a lot of the lacrosse day stuff. So they, it's kind of in the same vein as those Radio Plus StuffStore.com buses I told you about. So yeah, like today, so this the year- So the Brewers promote lacrosse day. Uh, or this guy just calls it lacrosse day no, and puts no, together no, a package. No, 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 it's an official thing. It is. It's an official thing. Uh, with Explore Lacrosse, which is a company in okay. the city of Lacrosse, like it's June twenty third this year, and it's a whole thing. Like they have live music as a part of it, um, a fifty fifty raffle. It's sponsored by a lot of local. Where businesses. is this at? Uh, it's Lacrosse Day. It's, uh, it's June twenty third at, at the field at Amfam, yeah. and it's like a huge tailgate party and the whole deal. You're saying sausages will be there. They get recognized on the field before the game. Nice, and then they usually all coordinate outfits, and they're in a certain section. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That that's and now again, maybe they do it for all the cities, and I just don't ever hear about it. Maybe that's what it is. But that's one way to kind of expand um, your reach around the state by having different city days. Maybe they do it for all the other cities too, and I just don't hear about it. I've never heard of lacrosse days, so that's news to me. Phil in Cedarburg, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Phil? Hey, here's um, here's what's killing the fandom for both the Bucks and the Brewers. The lack of being able to watch your local games easily on the television. It's, it's literally driving me crazy. Why? I watch and Valley I, Sports Wisconsin every day. How do you watch it? Direct TV. That's the only way you can watch it. There's well, only one option. Well, I don't know. That's what I have. So I haven't had, a, I haven't had the issues of whatever everybody I else think, has. I think, you should, I think you should talk to a lot of your listeners. I bet you a lot of your listeners have the same issue I have. 
that you, that's literally not accessible. So what what's, what service do you have? Do you have Spectrum and you can't get Bally Sports Wisconsin on Spectrum? I have uh, YouTube TV. I can't get it. Oh, well, okay. Well, you, uh, you decided a cord cut. That's on you. I mean, no, they, they, they didn't get rid of Bally's is still on Spectrum and DirecTV and these other ones. Actually, uh, the caller is right, Sparky. YouTube TV, they do have a Bally Sports app that you are supposed to be able to watch Brewers horrible. and Bucks games with. But yes, it's awful. That's what I'm saying. But but that's what I'm. That's my point is, is I don't have to rely on that because I, I have the DirecTV. Sparky, don't you think the purpose of having local sports broadcasting rights is so it's easily accessible for local people to watch the game. Well, it all depends. By some national players. So, That's Phil, for now. instance, let's go back to the Blackhawks years ago, right? The Blackhawks years ago, and this pissed off Chicago fans forever, and this went on for years and years and maybe decades, uh, they never broadcast home games because they wanted people to buy tickets to go watch their home team play. They only would show away games on TV. That's how it worked, trying to get more people to go to games. I think that's the exact wrong approach. Of course it is. If, you, if, there, if you're on TV and you make it easy for people to watch it on TV, it creates, it creates excitement for the team and makes you want to go to a game. It, it creates a buzz in the town. If, you, if, if they're not on TV, it's like it doesn't even exist. But what are the Brewers supposed to do? I mean, they don't. I mean, they could take it. They could take their TV deal when it's up, whenever that's up. I'm not even sure when it's up, but they could take their TV deal when it's up and say, "Okay, we don't want to be on Bally Sports Wisconsin." But I have one big problem with that. I don't believe any other TV channels are bidding for it. That's the problem. Like twelve doesn't bid for it, six don't bid for it, four fifty-eight. None of those other channels get in the bidding for the TV rights, which is a problem. Thanks for the call. That's. That's where the issue is, right? So you could say, well, the Bally's app isn't very good. I've heard that argument forever. I understand it. I don't have the issue because I have direct TV. But let's say you're mad and you want them on a different channel with a different way of watching it. Guys, nobody's bidding on them. As far as I know, I've not heard a peep out of anybody outside of what was Fox Sports Wisconsin and now Bally's owns them as far as bidding on this team. I've said it for years. The best thing that could happen for the Brewers would be to get back on over-the-air TV, meaning 18, 24, 12, 58, 6, 4. That's where they need to be. Over-the-air TV. Because if you're on over-the-air TV, then you don't have to have. You can still be a cord cutter because you can get it on just at home with a regular antenna. You can get it that way. You don't even have to worry about all this other stuff. But over-the-air TV, to me, makes the most sense. Will it ever, ever, ever happen? Probably not. They're and I probably going to be there forever. And I, I do have to agree with Phil on the point he made about seeing your team on television if you live in Superior or if you live in sure. Platteville or if you Around live wherever. Yeah. There is just that intrinsic value of seeing a full stadium and Putting that idea in your head, I want to be a part of yep. this full stadium experience. Or when you saw the Deer District full of people during the Bucks playoff run. That is the exact right? reason, yeah. and I'm glad you brought that up. I went to Game 3 of the NBA Finals, never went, never set foot in Fiserv. Couldn't afford it if I depended on it. But I was out in the Deer District, and the only reason I did that is because I saw them in the Eastern Conference semis during the Brooklyn series, and I saw that place packed. And I saw on Twitter afterwards everyone having a rip-roaring time, and I was like, I don't care 
if I have to, because I worked from like 5 in the morning till 4 p.m. at ESPN at the time, I don't care if I have to leave at 4, drive across the state, go at 7 o'clock, leave, come back, and be at work at 5 a.m. the next morning, I'm doing it. And it was all because I saw what it looked like wait, on wait, TV. Wait, 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 hold on a second. You, you left work at 4 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. You drove to Milwaukee. What was that, four-hour drive? Uh, th- uh, two and a half, now that the speed limit's 70. Okay, so two and a half hours. Because the got station's here, in Sparta, so it cuts off So you off got like here like hour. 6, 30, 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Right. Then you watched the game to like probably, what, 10 o'clock, 10, 30, whatever it was? I've, 11 it was o'clock? game three, so I think that was the first one that they won after they went down 0-2, so I stayed fairly late. So what time did you get back to lacrosse? I actually didn't go home. I just slept at the station that Right, night. so what time did you get back? Like uh, 3 in the morning? 2 in the 2:30, morning? 2.30, I think. Holy crap. God Things bless you. I do for love. God bless you. Mike the Painter, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Mike? Now that's some dedication. No doubt, huh? Wow. <laughs> don't you ever know, anyone I... question if I don't love my teams. No question. That's right. All right. And, and I got the same feeling because I used to stream, you know, I have Hulu, and they didn't, Hulu didn't take uh, Bailey's. So I had to suck it up and go back to Spectrum because I missed my books right. and missed the Brewers. So. Now, nobody's happier about this than DirecTV and, yeah, and Spectrum, I promise you, because they're getting people and, and, coming back to watch the, their sports teams. Exactly, and that's why I had to do it. Yep, so. No question. All right, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I don't know what to tell you all, but all I'm going to say is this. While radio rights may change, I mean the Packers changing channels, I promise you, been doing this since 94 radio. But, you know, I, I've been around even before that a little bit, you know, growing up and, and being around some people that were in radio. Never in my lifetime did I think the Packers would ever switch from WTMJ. Never in my life Me neither. did I think that would ever happen in my lifetime. So I'm not going to tell you, you know, it'll never happen. That they'll never get back on over-the-air TV again, okay? The, that being the box, or even the Brewers for that matter. I'm not going to say it for certainty, because I would have said for certainty that wasn't happening. But I'm almost as certain as I was about that and being, and I was wrong, that they're never going back on on-air TV. Because these other TV stations just don't bid on them. And if there's, there's nobody bidding and there's only one horse in the show, then that horse is going to win. I said when the Bucks ownership took over, I told Mark Lazary, and I think they actually did look into it. And I think it was too expensive or whatever. I told Lazary then when we had him in the studio during the big show, like, Mark, you and the Mark that owns the Brewers need to gather and get your own TV network and control all your own inventory, make all the money together, have all of it be Bucks and Brewers inventory, make a deal with Marquette, make a deal with the Admirals, make a deal with the Panthers, get all of it on there and take over and do your own thing. Like the Marquette Network did with the Cubs. They built their own network, and that's where Cubs games are now, right? They show old Cubs games and all that other stuff. They took it over and ran it themselves. I don't know the details. I believe there was possible conversations and thoughts of possibly doing it. Maybe it cost too much money. I don't know. But to me, that's the answer to all of this. Counterpoint, I don't think you want it to end up like Longhorn Network for Texas sports or like the Big Ten Network either. What happened to the Big Ten Network? Well, I mean, it's still around, but I mean... These same people who are talking about the whole Valley sports and court cutting, they're the same kind of people who are going to say if they don't get Brewers TV, Bucks TV, Milwaukee Sports Network, whatever they call it, they're going to be the same people talking that have been talking about Valley. But they will have no problem with it as long as the app works. 
The problem with Bally's is the app doesn't work enough for a lot of these people. That's the issue. The issue isn't that they have to have the app. The issue is that the app doesn't work well enough. Uh, Let's go to, is that Telly? Yes, Telly. Telly in Green Bay. You're next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, Telly? Hey, Sparky. We're headed down the opening day from Green Bay, and I will say traditionally Green Bay is very excited for the Brewers. Good. It's always on, just like it is for the Bucks. However, Uh um, if I back up just a little, um, you talked about the lacrosse story. Packers are unique. There's eight home games, eight chances on a Sunday, basically, to go see them. And that's rare compared to 81 for the Brewers, which is a little bit more spread out, so a little few more chances. And please correct me, 40 home games for the Bucks, whatever it is. 41, yeah. Um, 41. So it's a little bit different. Granted, the Bucks are kind of in the heart of winter in Wisconsin, and that is harder. There's no tailgating, et cetera. So I can see why the Bucks aren't as popular. Um, but my big point is back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, the Brewers and the Bucks, which I would count as Milwaukee teams, they go statewide, but they are Milwaukee's teams. They used to do events around the state. The Brewers yes. would always have a little spring thing in Green Bay and Lacrosse and Eau Claire. And they would do a Brewers caravan great. too, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And the Bucks would play an exhibition yep. in Green Bay or whatever. And then that stopped. Now, one of the things the Packers have, obviously, is you got, you know, preseason training camp, which people can come for. Brewers have preseason camp, but it's in Arizona. Okay. Correct. Yes. Bucks have preseason camp, but no one can go. So they're, they're kind of, by the nature of the sport, killing themselves in terms of statewide draw. But that going around the state like they used to do before, that really fired up. And there are lots of parents that would bring their kids because this would be the only time, other than sitting in the upper grandstand in County Stadium when it's 32 degrees, right. to see the player. So I, I, as a state fan base, I think it's always been there. I think it's harder with cord cutting, as you talked about. I think the generation nowadays are into cord cutting, and that's okay. But I, I think they kind of flawed their natural base when they went away from, hey, let's grab a couple scrubs. Yep. Let's just kind of go around the state. I mean, the hey, Bucks still do it at Summerfest, which I think is great. But the rest of the state is kind of like, hey, come on down if you want. If not, eh, we're on TV. Correct. Telly, I agree with you. I remember, and I was in Kenosha. I wasn't as far away as you guys are from Milwaukee. But I remember they used to do the Brewers Winter Caravan. They would come to Kenosha uh, they, at the Spaghetti Station, I think it was the one. year. And Pat Listash was there. I think he was coming off as Rookie of the Year or two years after his Rookie of the Year. I played Hangman with Pat Listash because they didn't draw hardly anybody to the event that day. But they still came and got to get baseball cards and all of that stuff i loved it as a kid now again i i think that's another part of it and maybe because you guys are making so much money and it costs so much to get there to pay them to get on these caravans that's why they don't want to do it i don't know maybe that's part of the reason thanks for the call and helping us figure this whole thing out uh, around the state yes i was gonna say i he brings up the bucks exhibition trips across the state the one of the first things i ever did when i moved to lacrosse in 2012 was go to the bucks exhibition at the lacrosse center they played the grizzlies uh I'll, by the way, I found this article written about that exhibition game. Listen to some of these names and see if you can remember. Now, John Henson yep. was a rookie forward in 2012. John Henson and Larry Sanders, I will always be appreciative of because those two dudes uh, came to our toy drive and sat down and did it. And I said, like, I couldn't be happier. We've never had any current professional player ever show up. Um, from any of these teams, and and you guys are the first, and whatever, and it means so much. And they literally fist bumped and said tradition. And every year 
they came back or they sent somebody with bags of toys from the Bucks to make a donation one way or the other, and they were outstanding. So there you go. There's my Henson story. Go ahead. Oh, and then uh, names like Epke Udo. Oh, listed yeah. as probable for that exhibition had game a at the center. I think book he did reading, end up had a book reading club. Yes. Doran Lamb. Yeah, I he, thought was he was out be for that game. His head, I think his elbow hit elbow injury. Yep. And then uh, Luke Richard Mabamute. Mabamute, yeah. Yeah, he was still out with that knee surgery. Yeah, he ended up being a great second round pick. You always hear a story about Mabamute. It was very disrespectful, but I was younger and didn't know any better on the radio. When they drafted Luke Richard Mabamute, they had traded for Richard Jefferson mm-hmm. earlier that day. And then they drafted Joe Alexander, another forward. So this was the third forward in that day. They all played the same position. And we're doing our draft show. And they draft him. And I go, I don't even know how to say this guy's name. I said, I'm just going to call him five, five name or whatever it was uh, at that point. If he makes a roster, then I'll figure it out. But in the meantime, we're going, I'm going to call him five name because I have no idea who this dude is or if he's going to be any good or whatever. And you look back and Bob Mute was amazing. I mean, if you think back, now he got hacked off at the end because um, they made him a restricted free agent. Denver made him an offer sheet. The Bucks matched it. And then Bob Mute was just livid after that. And that soured the relationship going forward. But um, he was huge for the Bucks. Joe Alexander was one of the biggest busts ever for the Bucks. Uh, obviously, Richard Jefferson here was here for a cup of coffee. He was fine when he was here. Um, but Bob Mute, yeah, I mean, he's one of those guys a lot of people don't talk about, but he was a big part of Bucks history. Now, again, they didn't win a ton of games when he was here, but he was a pretty good player for quite a while uh, for the Milwaukee Bucks. All right, uh, coming up next, we're going to check in with Bart Winkler, a guy from the uh, Bart Winkler show in the morning. He's down uh, at American Family Field where Mark Antonasio uh, just got done talking a little bit ago. We'll check in with Bart straight ahead here on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Affordable family fun. Check them out now at Milwaukee Admirals. Dot com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. MilwaukeeAdmirals.com, affordable family fun. A.R. Adam Roberts, executive producer on the side of the glass. Rami Makhlouf, The Rami Show, comes up at 3 o'clock. Joining us now, Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Live from American Family Field, where he's been for hours, he is Bart Winkler of the Bart Winkler Show every morning from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m., singing songs each and every morning for your entertainment purposes. Bart, thanks for coming up. Hey, thanks for having me. This is, you know, it's opening day. I know that we 
wonder if like, is this going to feel the same? You know, there was the lockout and sorry, I'm out of breath. I just went up the stairs. Yeah. That probably shouldn't uh, make you be out of breath though. Well, so Sparky, I always wear a suit on opening day. Oh, you're wearing the that suit from the picture on the website? Yeah, I always wear that one. Nice. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh-oh. That tradition came to an end this year. Why? Uh, well, I like to fit in my clothes. Oh, no. You lost so much and, weight uh, it doesn't fit now? <laughs> yes. See? Yes, let's go with that. Yeah, Steve. yeah, I know. You look good, man. You look good. All right, so anyways, so all right, so let, let's talk about this. I, we were talking about this earlier on the big show. To me, it doesn't feel the same. Like when you're 500 already, 3-3, three and three, you lost a series to the Cubs, you get a series against the Orioles, you're six games in already, people are already mad at the team and mad at Yelich and so forth already. It just doesn't have the same excitement as a home opener when the season hasn't officially started and it's game one of the season. It feels different to me well yeah it does feel different because you know you watch the team for the last week but well i think it's one of those things like if you get to the ballpark then it feels maybe the same because even like driving to work today you know you see the ballpark and you're like oh wow yeah okay there's gonna be baseball there today and then once you're inside and you saw the traditional smells and you see the new changes and then there'll be the fanfare when they get on the field so maybe if you're somebody that doesn't go to games, maybe, you know, it's going to take you a while to feel that way. But just for me, when you're here, then it feels like everything that, cause I've talked about the last month. I don't know if I'm going to get into baseball as much. I don't like, I don't like how they keep doing this, but man, with baseball, I'm easily persuaded. Like we just listened to Mark Atanasio speak and I've been grinding this guy all winter for being cheap and all this stuff. And he's just like being charming and talking about how much he loves the baseball and the Brewers. And I'm like, oh, man, I really like this guy again. And then I see uh, some of his quotes. He talked about how they stretched the budget for McCutcheon. And then people are just grinding him online. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay, okay, okay. But I'm just, once, once you're inside and you feel the atmosphere again, then I think some of that goes away. This doesn't make any sense. And I wasn't in the presser, obviously, with Atanasio about McCutcheon. This is my issue. He just said, what, a couple weeks ago that they had three targets that they wanted this offseason. Three. And they got one of the three, McCutcheon. And then he says, well, you know, McCutcheon, you know, wasn't necessarily in the budget. So they wanted two other guys that were even cheaper than Andrew McCutcheon and they couldn't land him. Is that what I'm taking away from this? Or maybe more expensive. I'm telling you, I was just down there. It's just in the press conference. And I know when it looks in print, it looks like we're, we have no money. And I'm not trying to defend them. But it looks like we have no money. You know, we stretch for McCutcheon. Stretch was the word that I think Rosiak used in that tweet. I don't – I got I to gotta go listen back to Mark. He just said it wasn't in the budget. It wasn't in the budget, but it's Andrew McCutcheon. And, you know, if it's a guy like Andrew McCutcheon – you figure out a way for the budget to work. Correct. So and he I does away, say they, he does say they have flexibility still this year to make another move yeah. or two. They have they have a budget, but it's like how I think anyone has a like I, what is their payroll? 140 or something? I don't know. Let's say it's 140. Their budget is not 200. Their budget could get up to 200 if they're winning and then they they just some guy all of a sudden is available at the deadline, but if they don't need they're not trying to like hit a that's what, I, that's what I took it as. 
we have our budget. We're happy with this. We're not going to stretch it. Oh, geez, this guy is available. Well, okay, we, we can do it then. So it's like, it's like credit card debt, maybe. I, I don't know. I, I know people are reacting to that, to that comment, but I think that, I think that there's more that he might have said that might be interesting. They talked so, about. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I looked it up. So according to Spot Track that we use, uh, the Brewers are 19th in baseball with payroll, at 128.5 million as of opening day. Okay, yeah. So like the 200, they'll never get to 200. No, no. no. But I mean, I I just I don't think that they. I don't think that they have, they have a, they're not trying to reach a certain number. They're probably where they're at. They're probably like, Oh, this might be too much, but they want to win. Like they, they, Corbin Burns, I was really taken away or just, it kind of put in perspective something that he said uh, last week at a practice. They're like, Hey, do you feel like you have unfinished business after last year? He's like, I've answered this question the last four years. We keep getting close. And then the team that, you know, the team that beats us is winning the World Series. So I think they're at the point where they want to win. Maybe there is a little more flexibility. This is just pontificating from, uh, from that standpoint. I do want to bring up two other things that, uh, that he talked about that I, thought, that I thought were interesting. And we'll talk about it more as the week goes on. But the, he was asked about the stadium, the, sun, the tax sunsetting. And he was asked about the improvements that need to be made you know, to, to keep up with the Joneses, I guess. They're very confident in this facility as it is. They make improvements all the time. There's the new bar. There's new areas. They make improvements all the time. He talks about he wants this team to be here for not just his next generation of his kids. Obviously, they'll take over the team. But the next generation of Brewers fans, he's very, very uh, aware that if you can get a, a kid to be a fan, by the time they're eight, they're a fan for life. That's how he got into the into the game. So he wants, he wants to do more to get kids out at the ballpark. That's a big thing for him. And then the other thing they talked about was remember that Stern rumor or that yes. article from SNY about the world uh, series. That, yeah. If he, he was asked about that, if, if they win the world series or go to the world series, Stearns will get let out of the contract. I would, he didn't confirm or deny, I guess is the best way to put it. He says it's him and Stearns. And maybe they're like legal counsel. Those are the only three people that know Stern's contract, which I think is weird, but apparently that's okay. But, but no, the question, okay, contract. well then fine. Then the follow-up is, is David Stern's under contract for the next three to five years? And if not, why? I mean, he says he wants David Stern's to be around here for a long time. Good. So do I. Then fine. Then that shouldn't be an issue. Then fine. But again, yeah. my only problem with this is, Matt Arnold withdraws from the Mets to stay here to just be GM when he could have went and ran the show in New York. Like to me, that's to me, that was the red flag that Stearns might be leaving because Matt Arnold signed that extension to stay. That was my red flag. When I saw that, I was like, uh oh, this may mean that they're keeping Matt Arnold because they're like, hey, David's probably going going somewhere here in the next couple of years and we want you to be ready. Maybe not. Maybe he just loves Milwaukee that much and his wife doesn't want to move or something. Who knows? Might not even be anything. Well, I like to it. when there's when there's a rumor that comes out, you gotta think like, what's more plausible? That that rumor is true or that like is it more plausible that the Brewers actually put in a thing about Stearns knowing this whole New York thing and saying, All right, well, if we make the World Series that would be like, we would be so thankful and we'll let you out. Or is it more plausible that some guy just made it up? No. I kind of think the first might be more plausible. No. Well, for me, 
I mean, I don't know. Anytime you have stories, right, somebody's got to leak you the story one way or the other. And who leaked that out? So it had to come from somebody. So either it came from the Brewers' front office or it came from his agent, Stern's agent. That's where it came from. I, I don't I don't know where else this could have come from one way or the other um, as far as how that got out. Either way, he's our, he's our president now, so we'll go with that going forward. I found it interesting. We played the Stearns presser during the big show. And when he was asked about walks, David Stearns, he called it an anomaly. I mean, you can't be much more confident than that uh, as far as telling everybody that don't believe what you see. This is not going to continue to happen going forward. They don't want to make any – all of them were asked. Uh, Council Stearns, Atanasio, you know, they don't want to make any determination about anything over six games of baseball, which I understand that, you know, at some point you have to see a trend and say – well, here's when it starts to be something. Stearns at least said, you know, after about two months, I think you can judge a baseball team. Sure, June council, 1st. Council had, said, council had said it takes 162 games to judge a trend in baseball. So they're on different pages with that. No, council's just BSing because he doesn't want to be have it brought back up in June about, okay, it's been two months. What do you think, counts? He doesn't want to have to answer the question in two months. Uh, Stearns, I don't think he really cares one way or the other. I, I, I think from... The Brewers' standpoint right now, as you look at it, Bart, Yelich, we'll see. Uh, Keston Hero does not look like Keston Hero from spring training as far as he hasn't had the production yet. Uh, but I think the one real pleasant, maybe surprising all of this was, we talked all offseason about Rowdy Tellez uh, at first base and how they have to find a better first baseman. They have to upgrade at first base. Who's going to play first base? And Rowdy Tellez right now, uh, even getting to play against the lefty yesterday, is kind of putting his stake in the ground, as at least right now, and saying, this job is mine. I'm not giving it up. Yeah, there's been some plays defensively that he might want to have back. But you know what that – yeah, but that for, – for me, you have to expect that with that dude. Oh, well, I was – you know, look who they had before that. It was Keston Hira. I think they are totally – willing to deal with defensive mishaps at first base if they get offensive production out of him because third base is a big question mark for them right now too. Urias is coming along fine, Stern said. You heard that. Uh, but they're, they're not going to go with Bristow and uh, Jace Peterson. So, and, and they're going to give Urias an, an enough time, but they, they need power at the corners, and right now they don't have that. Telez can give them that. So, yeah, if, if he's struggling defensively, they'll still go with it. Yeah, I've liked, I've liked him the past week. I, I am confident, or at least not confident, but encouraged by what we've seen out of Yelich. That first night, he looked as lost as he did last year, but since then he's looked better. I think Andrew McCutcheon, who they stretched the budget for, oh, don't uh, start. Is, is, a great, is a great fit here. So, yeah, there's a lot to be encouraged about. I will say as far as today's game, uh, they need to score some runs today. Otherwise, this game's going to get ugly because I, I, don't, I don't think Hayter or I don't think Williams, I don't think uh, Boxberger, all those guys pitched through the last four days. So it's going, to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting game today. What about Cardinals fans? What are you seeing from Cardinal fan perspective? Have you seen Cardinal fans in the parking lot or in the area yet? All right, so I'm looking. I'm here on the Loge level. I'm looking as people walk in. I got the Team Pro Shop in my site. I think that guy's got red on. He might be the first Cardinal fan I see. Good. Okay. No, good. Brewers hat. Brewers hat. Good. No, I don't. Good. 
I don't see a lot of them. Yeah, I'm concerned that there was going to be Cardinal fans coming in and kind of ruining this opening day for the Brewers. Because you know Cardinal fans, they're going to buy up tickets, and they're going to show up in Milwaukee, and they're going to show up in Chicago, uh, and they're going to show up in Cincinnati, and they kind of just show up everywhere um, one way or the other. Bart, thanks so much for covering all that stuff for us, buddy. And uh, tomorrow morning, 6 to 10, Bart Winkler one more time. Yeah, thanks, guys. See ya. Take care. There he is, Bart Winkler, uh, on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious, breathe. The Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Yes, Adam Roberts. Sorry, I did the finger. Please come over here to me maybe one too many times. Uh, just a note for anyone uh, driving out to American Family Fear right now, there are a couple of accidents on 94. I mean, we all know that Brewers game day, that traffic on the freeway Rami will be very Rami is safely here, however, so That's I'm happy good. to see that. Okay. That's good. But he came from the other direction. That's true, yes. So a couple of accidents on 94. If you're heading east to American Family Field, it's backed up all the way to the zoo. So uh, just be aware of that. Already heavy traffic because of the game and a couple accidents now. I was going out to a a soccer practice uh, for the six-year-old last night out in like Waukesha, New Berlin area on 43 past Moreland going down. And and it it had been raining out or whatever. And there was a semi that was in the left lane stretched across all three lanes. And then the front of the semi was down into the ditch. And you could see the line of cars as we're driving. Just cars, 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 cars. And it was all the way almost to Racine Avenue before they finally had it blocked off and were starting to divert people uh, off of the interstate. I don't know how long those people ended up sitting there last night. But th- nobody was going anywhere until they, they got that semi uh, cleared up. Let's say hello to my good friends over at Q Club of Wisconsin. Just talked to my guy Mike Remitz earlier today. They are Kicking butt over at Q Club of Wisconsin. Fish fries are out of this world popular. Bad nights, they're packed. If you haven't uh, been involved over at Q Club of Wisconsin, haven't checked it out, go. You'll have the time of your life. Baseball's going on. Basketball playoffs are getting underway. And the place to catch all your favorite action while playing your own indoor games is Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of TVs to watch the games on while you play your favorite indoor games in their huge entertainment game room. We're talking about bocce ball. We're talking about darts. Pool tables, lots of pool tables, shuffleboard, foosball, table tennis. Then you settle down some awesome food from burgers, wraps, wings, plus their Wednesday and Friday fish fries piled up with all the extras. Visit their Facebook page or Cute Club of WI.com for menu and weekend live entertainment updates. Cute Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. Robbie Makloff tells us what's coming up next on the Rami Show straight ahead. Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals here on 1250 AM. The fancy Sparky Fiverr, Rami Makhlouf in the house. Hi. Uh, we will talk to him momentarily, but first I want to sneak a call in. Jonathan, Hello. you are next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's going on, Jonathan? Hi, John. Hey, guys. Uh, you were just talking about if opening day feels the same, and uh, I just wanted to say opening day for me is amazing. I met my wife a few years ago on opening day, and now today I got the honor. I have my six-year-old with me. It's nice. the first opening day. And I couldn't be more excited. I mean, this opening day to me is like it's it's the best day of the year. I love it. So Jonathan, it's the same for me. <laughs> Jonathan, I want to pry. So, how, how, how I was going to ask the same question you're about to I, ask. I, I got to yeah. know, right? Yeah. So, how, how did you all meet? Who made the move? Um, I did, but it, it took a lot of persuasion. My wife, she's beautiful, and uh, I had to take a couple shots at Jameson even to work up the courage to come and talk to her. <laughs> it happened to be her birthday, and she was down with a bus load of friends, 
And uh, I had to have my friends literally push me over there to even go talk to her. <laughs> nice. And then after that, you got her number that that day. Was this like in a beer yeah, line? Were y'all tailgating? Worked and... up the courage. <laughs> were nice. Y'all, were y'all tailgating in neighboring parking spots? What, how, what, a beer line? Where where were we when you got pushed? So over? I actually was moving home from a different state, and a friend I hadn't talked to in a long time called me up out of the blue and said, "Hey, I have an extra ticket. We're driving home, driving down from Appleton. Do you want to come along?" I said, "Absolutely." I said, "I'll be there in the morning." So we took the bus down from Appleton, and my bus happened to be parked right next to her bus, and there you go. Where was her bus from? It's a very Wisconsin. Town. Um, she lived she lived in town here. They had kind of like a party bus they oh, rented gotcha. for the birthday. Yep. yep, that's awesome, man. And I got a six year old out of the deal. That's pretty cool, man. Jonathan, exactly. Yeah. Now, so he's it's his first, not his first game, but first opening day. So we're we're pumped. Well, keep him safe from all those Cardinals fans if there are any. Absolutely. We got the Brewers gear on, and we're going to go see Bart in his suit. Well, not in his suit. No, not, not wearing the suit. suit. He's not wearing his suit? No, not wearing his mm. suit. No, not wearing his suit. Jonathan, thanks for the call. Yeah, Why not? Appreciate hey, it. Take care, guys. He lost so much weight, it doesn't fit. Oh, makes sense. What's coming up on the show today at 3? You were, you, were, you were serving me up to be a bad person is what you were doing right he there. He was on Midday and Madness. I, I, didn't, I didn't take the bait. We were on Midday Madness. I didn't take the bait, and I won't. He just talked to me on the madness okay. before you walked in. I know. If you listened to the station, you would have heard Bart say why he wasn't wearing the suit. I was suit. listening to Kanye. Again. All right. Go ahead. What do you got? Got to get ready for the show. Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky. Pfeiffer, it is opening day. Want to talk some Brewers out of the gates while I have Brewers fans in that 3 o'clock hour. Want to know, is the division enough? Is the division enough for Brewers fans, or has that has that grown tired and now you yes. need more? It has. Absolutely. Okay, so we'll talk about that. We'll hear from Mark Antanasio at 345, 4 o'clock. We'll talk about the Sammy Watkins deal and what else Packers fans want to be want to see done at the wide receiver position and uh, we'll talk Same with thing I wanted to do the receiver position before they signed Zabby Watkins. Austin Gale. didn't change anything. Pro Football Focus, 430. Steve Sparky, Pfeiffer, Draft Mockery at 445. I'm scared about this one. Why? Because you told me what the topic is. I don't even know if I can even come up with four. Hey, kids, you know, sure you can. normally we have normal things. So today he's like, hey, can you mock draft, uh, draft mockery at 445? Okay. And myself, what do we have going tonight? I got a Lions Den meeting tonight. Mm-hmm. But that's not until like 6 Lions or 630. Yeah. You're in the Lions Den? Jackson is a Lions scout. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. So we have that last Lions Dead meeting is tonight. Right. So at like 6.30 or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, 4.45, where am I going to be? Probably mm-hmm. walking into the house or in the driveway after mm-hmm. I pick up uh, the the kid from baseball sure, practice. Sure. Uh, so I was like, yeah, okay, fine. What, what, what's, what's the topic? Go ahead. So yesterday we did things people shouldn't do, but do. Okay. Today we're going to do things people should do, but don't. Things we we all have things we know we should be doing, but don't. Like mine is go to bed on time. Mine's you know? taxes. <laughs> That's a good one. Kidding. That's a good one, I'm right? Kidding. There. <laughs> That's a good one. Biden, please leave me alone. <laughs> so things of that sort. Eating right. Adam may be better at exercising. This than me. Yeah. Staying hydrated. Showering. Some people know they should shower and don't. You know what I mean? No, I don't. <laughs> nope. I do not understand. No. <laughs> I always have on the general assumption that people shower every day. No, no. They may not shower before they see you, but I think at some point, like I know some people that shower at night before they go to bed and they don't shower in the morning, which I think is backwards, but whatever. You I, shower when you want. It makes sense to so, me. I know some I do people. It, I do it after my workout. That, that, in the shower, that shower at yeah, night yeah. and then they don't shower in the morning. Yeah. 
So, okay. I mean, maybe you're, maybe you're a little stinky, you know, earlier on in the day before you get into the shower later at night. I don't know. But I think most people do shower every day. No, I don't think most people do. I've, I've done this before. I've done this poll here and in Minneapolis, dude, and the results were disappointing. I'm, I'm like you. I shower at least once a day. I don't think most people do. As a matter of fact, the data would suggest most people don't. So how often do people shower, according to your data, from Milwaukee and Minneapolis? I want to say three to four times a week. Three to five times a week, maybe. Come on. I'm telling you. Come on. Seriously. Man. Hey, I, I don't like it either. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. Dude, you should have Bart, who's down there anyhow. He's got nothing to do to 414. You should have Bart just randomly walk around and start asking people if they shower or not and, and collect a little poll information <laughs> so, on people that are at the game. Yeah, I told Rami, but Sparky, you'll be the first one to also hear it. We have a theme song now for Draft Mockery. Oh, yeah, we oh, do. Oh, good. Thanks to Bart. Yeah, thanks yeah. to Bart Winkler. Yeah. Night's Popcorn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he yeah. sang it. Yeah. Yeah, he sang it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, so you've heard awesome. it? Oh, you heard yeah. it today? Rami, Rami hasn't heard it, so we're going to get his genuine reaction Dude, at 445. He sings every day on his show. Yeah, That's great. The Scrub a Dub song, whatever. He sings every day. Toby's better. Um, Toby is. They're well, they're both good. They're different. So like, wasn't Bart in like a pop band or something like earlier on <laughs> in his life? No. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to ask him about yeah. that. Bart today. was in a pop band. Oh no, no, no! Take it back. Paul Imig was in a pop band. Oh, yeah. Pa- what? Paul Imig was in a p- like pop a band. boy band. Like a boy band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shut yeah. up. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. It was Imig a band was. called Mm-hmm or Mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, very good. <laughs> no, there's no way. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm I'm 95 sure. I think it was Paul Imig that was actually like in like a boy band of some sort. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 